Haunter. Cody? How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you? Well, you know, for the long weekend, uh, Caroline and I took a uh, took a trip away here. We just came to Knoxville, but we're staying in a hotel, so it's uh, it's nice to get away. I'm doing all right. So this is our first podcast on location. Yeah, man, we are we are live from the old town of Knoxville, old part of Knoxville here. Uh, I got a I got a little desk here all set up and uh, did some rigmarole and got hooked up to the hotel Wi-Fi, man. So we're we're living large, dude. We made oh, it. Heck yeah, this is this it. Is big deal. This is this is the peak for my life right now. <laughs> we will never do anything better than this. Uh, well, man, how's your uh, how's your week been? My week's been good. It's been a little long. Um, it's a lot harder to. <laughs> to breeze through the week when you uh, limp everywhere, but uh, but other than that, I mean, things have been good. Things at work have been kind of slowing down, which is nice. A um, couple fun stories with with our customer for the machine we're building right now, but uh, nothing super crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're just we're just making it. Did some some major moves on on the wedding front, so that's been exciting. Cool. So yeah. Well, it's uh, it's good that you're you're up walking again. The wedding's getting taken care of. Uh, it's about time for something something to happen to you. So be be watching out for another fall. Yeah, I'm gonna get hit by a bus or something. Man, wasn't that stink? You went through all this and finally becoming a human again, and then bam, bus hit you. That would just be the worst. Man, it's uh. It's wild out there. You got to be careful in these streets. That's the last time I'll dance in the road like I'm in Footloose. <laughs> I can just picture you doing like the the solo scene where he just goes to the warehouse and starts just <laughs> swinging from the chains and whatnot. That's oh. every Saturday night for me. <laughs> On your scooter, so you, they just see you out in the road just <laughs> riding around in a circle with your hands in the air. Got my Walkman and my headphones on. Your Walkman. <laughs> Throwback to the old days. Uh, Heck yeah. I used to have one of those. I remember uh, I had one of those old Walkman MP3s. And then my first cell phone was, I believe it was a Walkman cell phone. But it it had a spot for, I believe you could plug your headphones into it. But back then, that was when if you ever tried to get internet or anything on your phone, it cost a kidney to, to do anything. So I never had any of it on there. Only thing I ever had was recordings that whenever something would come on the radio, hmm. those were the worst two, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, sh- sh- everybody be quiet. I got to record this. And then it was like <laughs> the entire time. Oh, how far we've come, how far we've come. Caroline and I went to the Apple store today and I was just seeing all the stuff and the quality. And, you know, we'd already talked about those new chips and computers and everything, but yeah. you think back, Which, by man, the way, footnote for, for after you finish your point, I have to tell the funny story about my AirPods once you're finished when, now that uh, we've talked about the Apple stuff. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that, that's just what I was saying, man. It's just, it's crazy how far we've come with everything, you know, think, thinking back to those little, uh, little foam headphones that everybody used to wear that if you, if you put them in your pocket the wrong way, you'd pull them out and you'd have one just hanging where the plastic broke on them. Yeah. And the CD player would never oh, fit into your pocket. So you had to like clip it on your belt. And if you jump too hard, it'd skip the track or it'd scratch the disc or something. 
Yeah, I remember those CD players. I remember I had one. one. Yeah, yeah, I had mine. I believe it was in like fourth or fifth grade. I used to, uh, I used to get all of like the now fifteen, now twenty one CDs, things like that. And yeah, I would, I'd play those, and that was really the only only music I had. I I never bought just like artist CDs, so I play the heck out of those. And then, man, you jump or you drop your CD player or it falls off the bed. Disc is garbage at that point. Ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Uh, what's up with your headphones? Did you, uh, so, did you break them? I didn't break them. Literally the day after we got through recording and talking about how great the AirPods were and how much I was really enjoying them, I was at work. And I take them with me to work because I'm always listening to music or, or a TV show in the background or a movie in the background. I'm always listening to something at work. And... I swear, the day after we talked about all the Apple stuff, my right AirPod just crapped out on me. Oh, no. No no bass at all. No noise cancellation at all. And if I talked, it rattled really, really loudly in my ear. And so I looked it up, and apparently it's a common issue. Mm. And so I, I sent into Apple, and I was like trying to troubleshoot it. And they ended up having to, to have me send them off, and they repaired them. So I've got them back now, and they work. But I just thought it was really ironic that we got through talking about all the Apple stuff. Literally the next day, my AirPods are like, well, guess I'll die. <laughs> oh, yes. Apple's such good quality. They last forever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how it happens, uh, man. You jinxed it. Well, Bill Gates from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Speaking of Bill I, Gates, I though. Know, did you, I know. <laughs> did you see the rumors that came out of why he uh, – him and was it Melinda, his ex-wife, or estranged Melinda wife now? Gates. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to the Bill dude. It said that he was drama. having uh, promiscuous relations with staff members at Microsoft. Bill, no. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what it. That's what one of the one of the articles I saw said that that was one of the reasons that she had just put up with it long enough. Oh man! I mean, it, it. I watched a documentary about him, and it it years ago. But it was talking about his like way of thinking and how different it was. And one of the things that was kind of funky to me is, <laughs> uh, and it's making sense now, and I'm sure you'll catch on. It said that every uh, every few months, usually it's like two or three times a year he would just leave and he'd go to a cabin they had and it says he, he went by himself. There was no internet, no cell phone, nothing. And it said he would just go there and just read books the entire time. Start to hmm. wonder if he was actually reading books at his decompression getaway by himself in a cabin in the woods. Seems a little fishy. It seems a lot fishy, Hunter. It seems a lot fishy to me. Old Bill out here, uh, he's chasing chasing these younger women. And, you know, it doesn't make much sense to me because I, and I, don't, I don't know what it is with people, you know, of that, that level who, you know, have that much power and that much money and things. But it's like, I guess that the saying really is true that, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness with everything, but... Uh, he had a wife that, I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors that, that 
seem to tolerate him anyway. And then, <laughs> then you go and do something that's, like this. That's what we all want. Yeah, we want a wife that just tolerates us. I mean, that's if you have that, man, you've, you've got gold. But uh, old Bill, about to, and, he, and he didn't sign a prenup either. So he's uh, he's about to dock his way down on the uh, on the richest people in the world list, I do imagine, coming up. It's so funny with those situations, though, because like with Jeff Bezos, when him and his wife split up, she she has like she took so many of the shares or whatever of Amazon that they had, but she left them all still in his control because she knows that (laughs) that he would uh, he'd still make money with them. So they're (laughs) hers, but he still controls everything. So uh, funny how that works, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> I joked with Caroline when we got married that we were going to sign a prenup and then we just laughed at it because she was just coming out of school and I was about to graduate. So I said, let's let's sign this prenup here so you can have half of my nothing if we we ever decide to split up. <laughs> right. Now all I've done is given her half of my student debt. So <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Congratulations, dear. But your, uh, your leg's still working. It's working. Sore, but it's working. It's all muscular sore. You know, well, that's it's like good. working out every day. Yeah. Like walking is a workout. But, I mean, how else are we going to get better? Did you, so. did you get your ankle weight? I have one ankle weight. It's pink. I'm telling you, dude, you'll be rockily in no time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad your leg's doing good. Uh, anything else you need to hit on there? Um. Nothing else really jumps to mind. Well, I'd say we just move on then. How about you? Sounds good to me, Chief. Ladies and germs, it's finally happened. We've got Hunter's arch nemesis coming on the podcast here. Uh, Finally got Duncan on, everybody. Hunter, Duncan, I know y'all met, but welcome to the other. Hi, Duncan. I'm so excited you're here, dude. I'm the sheer and utter nonsense uh, number one fan. It's 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 awesome. This is a great. This is, this is just awesome. Well, then just wonderful. Maybe, maybe we need to task you with coming up with a name for the audience. Um. Hmm. I was thinking Sun Babies. Ooh. Sun Babies. Maybe. <laughs> Sunflowers. I don't know. Can we get away with that? Post Malone may come after us. Ooh, yeah. Those are the worst names I have ever heard. (laughs) You know what? I'm taking that responsibility back from you guys. You don't get to decide anything anymore. (laughs) I can feel the cringe through the microphone. I could could feel that when I said sun babies, Cody was like, ugh. My eyebrows (laughs) furrowed and my shoulders drew up immediately when you said that. (laughs) Duncan, how are you, my friend? I, I am just absolutely stoked. Man, it's uh, been too long since we've uh, since we've got to talk, and I know it's still virtual or hang out or anything, but, uh, dude, how's how's life been for you? It's been been a hot minute since we've uh, we've been in the same vicinity. Well, li- life has definitely been, man. It's it, and it's been all over the place. I've you know been all kinds of places and seen all kinds of things and just yeah, that's all you can ask all for, kinds man. of stuff man 
you know, me and Duncan, uh, we'll, we'll hit on it here in a minute, but we, we met, what was it, probably 20, let's see, 13, probably 2015, 20, 2014 or 2015. We, I think uh, it was around the 2014 range. Yeah, we, we were at a summer camp together, but uh, <laughs> we randomly saw each other one time at, at a Best Buy store by chance. And yes. it was probably, what, four or five years later? Yeah. Yeah, and like out of nowhere. So it's a uh, man. It's it's been a minute. Glad you're uh, glad you're doing well with everything. We uh, been been excited to get you on here, and I I hope our uh, I don't say I hope I know everybody's going to like this episode. I've I've said it <laughs> once. I think you t- you two are some of the a couple of the funniest people that I know. So uh, who who knows how long this episode's going to go on? I'm blushing. Oh. Well, I don't want to embarrass you there, but <laughs> yeah, Duncan and I met, uh, it was that we worked at a 4-H camp and I was a lifeguard and Duncan had the manly job in the wood shop and man, those, thinking back to those times, we, everybody complained about the work we had to do, but man, life was so much easier back then. <laughs> Dude, no kidding. That, that, that was a strange job too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was out there. If if you've never been to a 4-H camp, basically every week of the summer, well, I think there's about five weeks they have. Uh, it's fourth and fifth graders, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, something like that. So we were we were always around kids from ten to fourteen or whatever at the time. So uh, you can imagine what what all was happening there and they broke us up and they called them, I think tribes that we had different colors. We had to come up with oh, chants yeah. and everything, man. It was, uh, it, I just heard a cat. It was, uh, <laughs> a bunch of, bunch of wild stuff there, man. They, uh, kids were fun. That's, that's one of the things I always remember about it. And you could tell a kid to do anything and they'd do it. It never failed. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know lifeguarding. I tell kids, I'd be like, Hey, do a backflip and usually it ended up in a belly buster or something, but life was so much easier back then. I I was back at work now and I was like, I'd like to go back, go back to those days there. Hunter, you, uh, you lifeguarded. You, do you have any stories there with kids that you, uh, you told them to do something ridiculous and they just went full sin Leroy Jenkins with it? <laughs> well, I never actually lifeguarded. I had my lifeguard certification, but I taught swim lessons uh, with a with a private swim lesson business for seven years. And oh yeah, all the time I'd tell kids to do stuff, and they they'd do it. Um, uh, most of the time, <laughs> most of the time it interrupted the the flow of class. But like one kid, I was on Fridays we'd let him go down the slide. Uh, and I'm like, go head first. And <laughs> he did it. <laughs> dive, so, dive, um, dive off the slide. You know, most of the time I was just, uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, just like listening to them scream and having them kick me in the stomach and other areas. So, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things with kids is like, especially when they're like 10 and 11, that fourth and fifth grade age something would happen to them and it's like the end of the world. Oh my gosh. Start screaming, crying, this and that. And then a minute later, these kids were like, nothing ever happened. They were, they were rubber. I, I <laughs> wish that I had that ability. Now 
I'll be at work and I'll oh, like yeah. hit my hit my foot or my knee on something. And I had one guy the other day. He <laughs> uh, he bumped a trailer that had some metal on it into my leg, and it it hit me like right in the knee. So it didn't hurt, but it just kind of kind of buckled my leg. And I I got that back down to my office, and I thought I was going to have to just sit there for the rest of the day. I was like, man. <laughs> What what happened to my body? I'm not old at all. Why <laughs> why is this happening to me? But I think just over the years we lose the ability to go limp. Like I watched a lot of the times the kids would come into lessons and they they were not happy to be there. Um, to the point where this one mom like had her kid. She was hanging him by one arm, and the rest of him was just hanging there. Like she was carrying <laughs> at, at the wrist. <laughs> And the rest of it was just dangling and he was screaming and she's just like, he doesn't want to come to swim lessons today. And we're like, well, bring him on down. <laughs> so, I guess Dude, we just mom's strength is something else. To, <laughs> just to just let go. <laughs> I've, so. I've been in some of those situations, especially if I got in trouble, man, I, I was never a little kid. Like I was sure, but I was a chunker when I was little Man, my my mom's never been a big person like ever since I've known her. But that mom's strength would kick in. She grabbed me by the wrist or something. You'd think mm. that I was being pulled by a tow truck. Like she just yanked me wherever <laughs> she wanted me to go. And no matter how much I fought, my body had no option but to go where she was pulling me. It never failed. <laughs> I wonder when you have kids, if you just get those abilities of just like your, your kids just become light as a feather to you because – um, I'm waiting for that. I'm hoping I have one of those kids that they're kind of like a daredevil so I can just like launch them into the pool and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. I always see those videos of parents that like the dad will have the kid and he'll like launch them up in the air and catch them and they go like 15 feet up and the moms are just in sheer terror and the kid's like, again, again. That's what I'm <laughs> I'm waiting for. So Duncan, tell me what, you, uh, what you're into now, what you're doing for work and whatnot. Well, currently I am the third shift supervisor at a small uh, packaging facility, mainly packaging toothbrushes and whatnot. Well, that's cool. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, Is that the kind of stuff you deal with or you just bring in a lot of different products and things like that? Well, um, we get sent in different parts for a certain brand of toothbrush. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about yeah, that if it's questionable just don't, don't say anything but uh that basically they send us parts and we package the parts and then ship them off and a whole lot of cardboard a whole lot of tape um not much more than that i keep track of paperwork and yeah i've that's it i've realized that paperwork is the bane of my existence at work i i've I was given a job when another guy quit. So I took on uh, probably 60 or 70% of his duties. And I do a lot of the new hire trainings. And man, there is so much paperwork and stuff that has to be signed and this and that. And I bet I'm spending an hour and a half minimum each day just going through paperwork and getting forms and getting stuff ready for the next day. And it is the worst part of my job. Just dealing with all that. See, that's that's like paperwork, paperwork. 
Yeah, it's we have a lot of turnover there sometimes, and we, we're constantly just bringing up bringing in new hires, and every single new hire that comes in, they have like a list of six or seven trainings that I give them there before they they start work, and uh, some of them are the same, but some of them are different for each job depending on what you do. And man, it just it takes forever, and they always schedule the time for me to do that like right at lunch, so. I'm not a mm. breakfast eater, so I'll, you know, I don't eat anything in the morning. And then on those days when I have that stuff, uh, it's usually one o'clock or so before I'm getting to eat anything. And I'll be sitting in the meeting and my stomach's just <laughs> the whole time. That's the worst. It is, man. What's uh, what's third shift like there for you? Is you see the vampires coming out? Um, I, I am effectively nocturnal and it's... It's it's very different. It's just when everyone's asleep, I'm awake, and vice versa. I bet traffic's pretty good for you, though. Dude, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. You know, uh, kind of the point of this podcast when we uh, when we started it was coming from the name Sheer and Utter Nonsense of all the stuff that we experienced and. Hunter, you can jump in here too if you have anything to say. But uh, we we wanted to talk to you if you had any of the nonsensical things that happened happened with you at work or with people that are there. Imagine third shift; you probably have have a few of those that are uh, that are out there. That stuff that they do just makes you really scratch your head. You got any any stories or anything on that end? Boy, do I! Oh man, far um, away, all the time in the <laughs> world. My um my very first night as supervisor, and I'm not making this up. This is 100% completely true. I had a guy quit his whole job over an argument about Power Rangers. Quit his job over Power Rangers. He quit his job. <laughs> Please tell me. Please tell me that it was over which color ranger was the best. The red ranger's the best. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It it was ridiculous. I I don't want to just for for the sake of keeping things professional, I don't want to delve too much further into it, but it was <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> What a night. I refuse to work with you Blue Ranger loving plebeians. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows the Red Ranger's the best. Well, it started when I said the Quantum Ranger was the toughest, but and then it just kind of spiraled from there. Oh no. So you started this. Yo, yeah, oh yeah. So really, in a way, you fired that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the bus and here's Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> It oh man, it was the, one of the strangest things that's ever happened to me. I can just imagine that like exit interview. So you know we we, we got your good employee here. We thought things were going well. You know what what happened? Jim out there said the Blue Ranger was better than the Red one. Like, <laughs> how do you even process that as HR? Like, uh, dude, it we we do our best there, man. We really do. Oh. 
that's a that's a great story to start out with, there, Duncan. I was I, I thought you might wade into it, but man, I'm glad you just went full cannonball into the deep end. Yeah, that's, I just oh, quit his job over Power Rangers. And and there, there's more to it than that. Sure, sure. You don't have to go any further than you want to with it. That it's. I think a story like that's best left to the imagination because I'm just picturing how this argument went in my mind right now. And the way you're picturing it, you're probably right. <laughs> that guy. You're probably dead on. You probably know what the guy looks like. <laughs> like he goes home, flips on a small light. The back wall of his apartment lights up and there's a shrine to his ranger of choice. On hands and knees, he crawls over to the shrine. He says, I will never fail you. (laughs) Puts puts on his Power Ranger helmet. Oh, man. Zordon comes on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is ridiculous. I I don't think that... I don't know what I was expecting for for your stories here, but that definitely wasn't it, and I'm glad that that's what it started with. Quit his job over Power Rangers. This is, it, it, is this guy that he probably also brought like a Power Ranger sword with him in his car. Like, does that sound accurate? I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. It was <laughs> he was a character. This is for protection. <laughs> Self defense. Ever heard of it? <laughs> You're making me want to see if I can get on on third shift now. <laughs> uh, what else you got for me? Um, well, I, I wanted to touch back a little bit about the whole camp thing. Cause that was, yeah, man, that, like that was, I feel like I had a much different experience than you did. Oh yeah, dude. Far away. <laughs> um, well at, at first when I, when I first started, I was just supposed to be maintenance. Mm. That was all I was supposed to do. Oh. Like I was supposed to like weed eat and mow and learn how to like fix things. Cause I, I, I got that job initially because I didn't, I had no plans of going to college or anything. And I wanted to learn, you know, trade type stuff. I wanted to learn, you know, sure. Landscaping and whatnot. So I showed up there and I think, I think it was my very first day we went around like cleaning and just, you know, little, you know, maintenance things. And at the end of the day, our boss came to me and he was like, yeah, we really kind of need a wood shop teacher. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Hope you find one. <laughs> and he was like, you. So yeah, we're going to be sending you to Crossville next week and you're going to train for this, for the wood shop position. I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> we need someone and it's you. You're someone. <laughs> uh, I'm someone. Yeah, man. It was a, uh, it that's a pretty quick turnaround, you know, especially if that's what you're wanting to get into. And the maintenance crew there where we were at, they were pretty fun. Like that they would were great. that would have been a, a good job to have. But yeah, you so you went from dealing with a fun crew that you'd be fixing stuff with to 10 year olds all day. Well, I did both. Yeah. Like, yeah, they would if I wasn't busy or something and then they needed an extra set of hands you know, where I was useful. There wasn't much that I knew how to do, but I did what I could. <laughs> do, do you remember it was one off week that we had, or it was a weekend or something. We were out clearing brush along the Creek and, and we went and got that ax and chopped down a tree just to say we chopped <laughs> down a tree. 
<laughs> and they called me lightning because I couldn't hit the same spot twice. <laughs> we we literally were out pulling this brush. Like they had the tractor down there and they were just clearing off the waterway and pulling the, the vines and things like that. And of course they wouldn't let us on the tractors or anything like that. But man, it once we saw that tree and it I don't know, it was probably what would you say, eight inches eight inches around. It wasn't very big, but roughly. It was a softwood tree, but we literally just went and got the axe and went to the one of the maintenance guys and said, Hey, can we go chop this tree down? <laughs> And he was like, why would you want to do that? So it was something on those lines. And we said, just because we've never done it. So we went out there and we chopped this whole tree down. Just be- And yeah, you would have thought that uh, someone had taken just like a grinder to it based off our, oh, yeah. our hit marks. It was all chewed up. We weren't very good at it, but uh, we got that sucker down. I think they had to use the tractor to pull it out because we, we didn't think that far ahead at 19 years old, but. Uh, yeah frontal lobe <laughs> development and whatnot yeah it wasn't there yet it was not there yet and and then we, we were fortunate because the majority of the staff that was there was girls so uh we had our own rooms well i did i think that duncan had a room with somebody but i had a roommate yeah <laughs> our drain had um it had drain flies in it you remember that Ooh. yeah Hunter, you ever experienced drain flies before? Well, why don't you describe them to me, and then I'll tell you yes or no, because there's this phenomenon that happens at work, and I'm wondering if that's what it is, but I don't know. So you describe it. (laughs) So this, I'm going to call them barracks, is basically what we were staying in. Like, it was literally just like a concrete room with a, like, concrete floor. So that, that was all it was. But this shower had... I'm guessing never been updated since the since the camp was built. And other than the occasional person that was visiting the camp, if like the they had a lodge that was there, which is where majority of the important people stayed. We didn't get to stay there, but uh majority of them stayed there. But if it was full, I think they'd have people down there. But other than that, this place went completely unused other than for storage for probably eight months out of the year. So whenever you turn the drain on or the shower on and start using it over time, we kept noticing these flies that were in there Mm -hmm. and the flies, they were kind of weird because they look like normal flies, but they were way bigger. Like not like a horse fly size, but they were, they look almost like a pencil eraser. Like they were really big, but they were so slow. And they just came out of the drain and we never knew where they were coming from because we didn't leave windows open or the doors open or anything like that. But you'd go in the shower and there'd be like 50 flies on the mirror and in the shower and things like that. And yeah, I guess they just breed in the drain. I'm not really sure how it works, but they just come out of nowhere. And I just found this out whenever I saw them crawling out one day when I used the shower. So that's what a... uh, that's what a drain fly is, that's, Hunter. That's and I don't weird. know if that's the official name for them, but so that's I, what we termed them. In the bathroom at work, there's obviously a runoff. Like if the toilet overflows, there's a drain in the floor where the water can go. Um, and I'd noticed that there are always like flies in the bathroom. Not as many as you're describing, but like two or three. And like I'd noticed some of them were like dead on the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. But some, most of the time they were 
they were flying around and they, they are a little bit bigger than a normal house fly, but like their wings, the ones at my work, their wings are like very almost, almost perfectly a semicircle. Yep. Like, and, yep. and so are they slower than normal flies? I think so. Yeah. It sounds like the same thing. I don't know what causes these. I don't know where they come from, how they get there. I, they just, these just crawl out of the drain and then they just start flying. And I, it was a phenomenon that we could not figure out for the longest time. And to kill them, I just went and got a bottle of bleach and poured it in the drain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the proper method or not, but yeah, we had a, uh, we had drain flies. Uh, Duncan also had a pet lizard that he, he caught. I remember that one. You remember that one, Duncan? Oh, which one? That little blue tail lizard. Oh yeah, I think I ended up releasing it because its legs broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't let it get any sun because we had no sense of how to take care of a wild lizard. <laughs> I had never, uh, I, I had no experience in keeping lizards. I just thought I'd just t- take one, and uh, yeah, its legs broke. Yeah, Duncan had this nice little uh, little habitat set up for it. Got the moss, got some rocks, some water. Like it was, it was a nice little container. And then it just stopped crawling one day, and apparently it needed <laughs> sun, and we didn't know that. Yeah, man, there at camp, all sorts of stuff like that. And then <laughs> there was the hedgehog that just crapped all the time. They let me keep that thing. Yeah, Dunk or uh, Hunter, they had this hedgehog that was there that it was part of the wildlife area, and they just gave it to Duncan because it pooped too much. <laughs> Here's this thing that constantly craps. Here you go. <laughs> that thing was mean. It was. You couldn't play with it. No, I I never could get it to socialize. Like I I tried so hard. And this was a full-grown hedgehog. Like, I mean, they don't get very big, but it. I would imagine that if I were kept in a cage and then 10-year-olds were like, hey, I want to hold it, I'd probably be a little upset too. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, man. They, uh, they, remember he came over to, to Duncan. He's like, you want this thing? <laughs> it's the, he had some other words to say about it, but he's like, this is the crappiness thing that I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's and on me being 18 was like yeah sure why not yeah I'll keep this hedgehog <laughs> oh man man the memories I'm I'm starting to have them all come back to me now that was that was good times and we had to go through constantly after every week and clean the uh clean literal barracks they had these like World War II barracks that the kids all stayed in with bunk beds and it doesn't matter, you could go through that thing with a leaf blower and then a shop vac and try to get everything up and you'd never get it clean. It took all day to get those stupid things clean. And they always, I felt like, it's probably just me, I always felt like they gave me the worst one. Because <laughs> the girls always kept theirs nicer, but you go up to the guys and you're finding candy wrappers, chip bags, dirt, mud, underwear, everything that got left there. It's like the scene from Daddy Daycare when he, he goes to check in on that kid in the bathroom. <laughs> and he's just, just the look of 
visible disgust on his face, looking at all angles of the room. Oh, that's how it was, man. You you go in there, and the week before, you were, you were just so pleased, and because you had spent, gosh, we were probably in there what six hours at a time cleaning through those things. It never failed. Easily. It took all day to get those done, and then you go back in on Friday when all the kids had left, and it was like. What happened here? What happened? Did they just have a mud fight? Uh, sand? Like they had materials and things in there that we didn't even have at camp. It never made any sense to me whatsoever, <laughs> but it was a we wreck. We found shanks. We found all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, we 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 didn't go in there during the week. We didn't want to be uh, – we didn't want to have to be witnesses in court if something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was it was wild there. Then they had this giant water slide, which was a big tarp. They'd roll down the biggest hill on the camp. And if you were in the water line, it was really good because it was cold water. They ran down it, but the ground was uneven. So if you weren't in that water line, uh, you were about to lose all the skin off your stomach when you went down that thing. Because that black plastic, boy, it got hot. Oh, yeah. I went down at one time all summer, and that was enough for me. I, <laughs> I had a red mark and blisters on one side of my stomach. I guess when you're as big as I was, that gravity affected me a little bit more than it did those kids. And then it pulled me to the side, and I hit that plastic. And it's one of those you can like hear your skin <laughs> as you're going down. <laughs> oh, it was miserable for that, but the kids loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then I was at the, uh, I was at the, it's a big pond. We called it the lake where kids could come and kayak and canoe. And I lost track of how many waterlogged canoes we had because kids lean over too far <laughs> and save me, save me. Everybody had on a life jacket, so they were fine. But I learned some skills to go in a, in a two person canoe by myself, turn around, pull a kayak out of the water, canoe out of the water, and uh, by the sheer will of God, was able to get it back to the shore because kids would be like, hey, 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 bet you can't flip that, bet you won't flip it. And they always did. And I was by myself and I was willing this thing back to the shore. And kids just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And that seemed to be a common common thing there at camp. Uh, kids always want to see you work harder than you needed to, but they uh, they do anything they can to make you sweat a little bit. It's the worst. But man, camp was a blast. Thinking back to it, uh, I look absolutely. At, I look at work now, and I'm like, man, I wish I could go back to those days. Wish I could go back and <laughs> play with kids all day, and then go in and watch TV till I went to bed. Cause that was literally my night. Cause we lived there on the camp in, in, in the barracks pretty much all summer. And it was, it was an experience. If you're uh, if you ever have the chance, I recommend you, you work at a summer camp for a summer. It, it'll, it'll make you grow up a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. And we had some of the people that we worked with. We had some, some really great ones. We had some that were hateful and some that were really smart and some that were, that were weird, man. You meet all sorts of people when whenever you work there. Weirdest guy by far, hockey mask, machete, crawled out of the lake, started stabbing people. Not sure what his deal was. <laughs> yeah, he got bullied at camp, and then he just disappeared. And then, yeah, he 
he's just free range now. We just quit fooling with him. Let him do whatever, man. See, I never had a problem with him. <laughs> All you had to do was scold him and then threaten to call his mom, and uh, he would he'd leave you alone. Yeah, you bring up his mom, and he 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 shut right up. <laughs> The kids were scared of him, but he was, he was always playing tag and chasing them and stuff. But he couldn't—he just couldn't run very fast. I don't—I don't know what was what was his deal, but yeah, he was always finding machetes and pitchforks. Like <laughs> we'd we'd pick him up and lock him in the we'd lock him in the building, and he would just find them again. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Like you could leave him, and you could lock him in a room, and then out of nowhere, he come walking out of the lake again. I, I don't know how it happened. He he really liked to do the scuba diving class, I guess. But <laughs> but you you always knew when he was around though, because like like he, he didn't make much noise, but you would always hear ch 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 <laughs> anytime <laughs> he he was like you'd be like you look behind you and you'd be like oh there you are go back to you go back to the barracks. <laughs> it's really nice of him to let you know he's close by. Yeah, for whatever reason, nobody could ever stay on their feet when they were running from him, but he always <laughs> caught up to him no matter how fast the kids were. It was he was the best tag player we had there at camp Golly. by far. MVP. Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated. Uh good times. We should get back in touch with that guy. Uh I I I had him on Facebook. It, <laughs> he's not very active. I don't know what his deal is now. I don't know what he's up to now, but what was his name? I'd, I'd like it, to get back in touch with him. What's his name? Jonathan Joseph Hunter, I think I told you about him. It started with a J, I believe. Jerome. Uh, I don't think it was Jerome. It's, it's a shorter name. Jason. Ah, Jason. Jason. That was it. Jason. Was it J- yeah. Yeah, Jason. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a character, man. <laughs> I think everybody listening for putting up with that did. That was just on the fly there. <laughs> I'm pretty. I, I like how that turned out. <laughs> Duncan, what kind of hobbies you got right now? You got anything fun that you do? Um, I uh, I would like to get back into fishing. I haven't gone in a while, but uh, other than speaking of language, really, I don't do much outside of work anymore. <laughs> I always tell the guys at work that you know they go fishing all the time, have these boats and everything, and I I invite them to invite me all the time, but but they don't. And I always tell my dad I don't even remember how to fish anymore. It's been so long since I've been. I love it though, man. That's I think, I think that should truly be America's pastime. There's good trout fishing in this area if you know where to go. You know, a lot of people don't like trout. I love it. Uh, trout's what pretty much fed me through about a year of college when some uh, some guys from church went. They don't like trout, but they love to catch them. And I'll tell you what, boy, I put a lot of trout away that year. Put them away. I don't know that I've ever eaten trout. Oh man, you're missing out. A little bit of lemon, a little bit of butter, salt, pepper, garlic. Mm. Make your tongue smack your eyeballs. <laughs> Much like the lizard I had. Y- yes, that's you'll look like a lizard when you're eating them. Yeah, I'm, I like to say that I fish, but I. it's been so long since I've been, I'd probably get out there and look like I'd never even done it before. I went one time last year and I caught three little ones and it was like, the worst part of the year to go. The lake was down. The I was at the bridge. There was rocks everywhere. It just wasn't a good spot for it. But man, it was just so good to go sit out on the water. And 
you know, the saying always goes, the worst day fishing is still better than the best day working. So that's oh yeah, that's what I try to live with with it. You ever fish, Hunter? Mm, it's been a while. I I've been a couple times. Not not really my thing, but you know. <laughs> oh, so you're a sissy. I'd rather be in the water doing activities that's than, what than I'm sitting atop. <laughs> well, you watched Mulan, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just get in the water and then just karate chop it. Then you come out with a fish in your hand. Don't you remember? Now that would be, I would be okay to do that. If you could do now that. That sounds like some fly fishing. <laughs> if you could do that, then I would call you arguably the most talented person that I know in my life. Because that would be truly incredible. You just go down to the park in the lake there and just karate chop the water and you come out with a big trout. There's not even any <laughs> trout in there. Yeah, fishing, fishing's something I've always enjoyed, but uh, don't uh, don't get to go anymore, man. Going back to the good old days, I used to fish all the time with my grandpa growing up, but now I got to work all the time. Oh. <laughs> Working really gets in the way of fishing. It's it does sad, honestly. And I feel like that you should get at least two fishing days a month where you just get off work, get paid, but just get to go. Absolutely. That's called, I think productivity called would improve. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the thing. I, I don't want to have to earn it. I just want them to be like, you know what? Go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> That's the world that I strive for, Hunter. I want, the, I want my work to tell me just to take a day and go fishing. Is that too much to ask for? I think it exists. I just, I, I, think, I think you're not one to call it what it is. No, no. I want them. I don't want to have to... Uh, I want it to just be built in, you know. I want to have to have to earn it. Everybody just leaves the entire entire facility just goes fishing one day. Oh, that sounds to me like it'd be overcrowded at the hole, you know. Nah, Hunter, <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> the worst day fishing is still better than the best day working. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what else you do, Duncan? Or in theory, what do you like to do? I know, I know. Third shift probably gets in the way of it. You you play games or anything? I play I, I play video games when I have the time to um make a lot of memes on the internet. Ah, well, That's... you're a connoisseur, I see. <laughs> I, I try to I try to trying to broaden my horizons. I'm trying to get into video editing and That's cool. uh, certain such applications. Yeah, I've, that's one thing that I've one skill I never never acquired yet. Yeah, at some point, I'd like to, but uh, I can edit audio pretty well. I'm learning learning how to use this software, but I leave the uh, the video stuff to our professional hunter over there to do all the the video stuff. He's he's been doing this for years and years and years. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've. Uh, I've never, never picked up that skill, but it's once I get that one, I won't even need Hunter anymore. So it'll be just put me on the shelf. I'll just put him, up put him out to pasture. <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> uh, well, that took a right turn that I didn't expect real quick, but my days are numbered. <laughs> Hunter, you'll probably like this one too. I, uh, I was for a while there, Duncan, uh, he was finding all the collections of those weird shirts that Facebook always advertises. It's yeah. like 
It's like, yeah, I'm I'm the wife of a construction worker whose name starts with J and was born in April. And he looks mean on the outside, but he's a sweetheart. But better not bother me. It's things like that. And I cackle at those when I see them. And I can't believe that there was enough interest where that many companies were doing drop shipping for those t-shirts and people were buying them where it was lucrative. Uh, don't mess with a certified forklift driver who was born in November. <laughs> it's like a paragraph. Like if you're, you, there's no way you could read that passing somebody. Like, and there's always like skulls and motorcycles and wolves on the shirts. Always with the but wolves. That's completely unrelated to any of it. Yeah. I, I I don't know how that became a thing, but boy, am I glad that it did. Uh, I still come across them occasionally, and they make me smile every time, knowing that somebody out there, maybe somebody that I know, you know, I'm I'm from a small town, somebody I know could be wearing a shirt that says "Wife of a Certified Forklift Driver." <laughs> <laughs> And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. I mean, just I'm one, gonna have one to of those get, shirts. I'm gonna have to get Bree one of those because I'm a certified forklift operator. So, you know, I think if our merch thing takes off, then we should come up with some total gimmick shirt like that that has just way too many words on it. <laughs> yeah. Certified son baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the you know, avid I'm, listener I'm, of a certified podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write down Sun Baby just so I have it here on the record. And I freaking, it, I freaking love Sun Baby. <laughs> and it's never going to be the fandom name, but I think that that could end up on a shirt someday. It may, see, it may, it may just stick. It reminds me of the freaking terrifying Sun Baby from the Teletubbies. You know how? <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the Teletubbies. That's like a fever dream is what those things are (laughs) you ever seen the pictures of the teletubbies where people they like reverse the image or whatever it is where it makes it like black and white and things like that and their eyes just look demonic (laughs) yeah that's how i remember it as a kid (laughs) that's how i saw him and they They always spoke in backwards latin I'm pretty sure that's how you summon things that shouldn't be summoned. And then they, they ate out of that big tube that just squirted out that purple stuff. And the, the yellow one, was it, or the green one, Dipsy, it, it would always drop its food and one of them had to give some of theirs. Like they right. could, like they're not the only four that are there and it couldn't just go get some more. <laughs> oh my heavens. Teletubbies. Teletubbies. How did that become a thing? Cause that was popular, dude. That was that was on for years. I think it was British, wasn't it? Probably. That would explain it. You just explained Teletubbies to me in a way that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, they sp- spoke it backwards Latin. <laughs> yeah, the Teletubbies were definitely a fever dream. I'm uh, I'm glad that 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 ended because I still see memes about them though. Still see Teletubby memes, and I don't know, don't know why they're still relevant. But yeah, looking back at what they were, and then the the crazy sun baby, it was uh, it was an experience. <laughs> the kids loved them. Couldn't understand a word they say. They they said, "That's the third time I've done that on this podcast." Said said, <laughs> couldn't understand anything they said, but yet we'd watch them for twenty three minutes that they were on TV every single time. It's bright colors and sounds and. There were always the the parts of the episode where they would like like the camera would zoom in onto one of the the screens 
on the Teletubby's stomach, and it would show some kid talking about their life or whatever. Yeah, and it's like they were fighting for who got to uh, who got to be the TV that got to advertise it. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah, dude. Poor Poe. He was just too little and couldn't uh, couldn't get it very often. But. Mm. Uh, what a digression we just made. <laughs> Teletubbies. I have I have a nonsense story from work. Fire away. Week, if you're ready for it. Yeah, man. So I'm designing a machine and the parts it makes, there are left hand and right hand versions of, of this part. I'm going <clears> to <throat> say I'm glad that you're designing it for the other half of the world because this world is not designed for left-handed people. And that's just the yeah, input I have. So left-handed operators will be able to use it. No. So there's, there's two different types. They're actually headlights. So there's a left headlight and a right headlight. So left hand and right hand. Um, and so uh, the machines, there's going to be two machines that are identical and one's going to make left-handed lights and one's going to make right-handed lights. But in the event that one goes down, they want each machine to be able to operate on left and right. So that means that each station on this assembly line has to be compatible and has to be able to do both. So that's going to involve something that we call changeover. So like if you have to change, I'm making a left-hand light right now, but now I want to make right, there's going to be a, a period of time where you have to change over the machinery so that it can be reconfigured to make the right hand. So part of my machine involves some changeover and the, (laughs) the, the way I have it is super simple. It's just manual. Like you just take your hand and you slide this thing. It locks in one position. You pull a pin, it slides into the other position and locks itself into place. Super easy. So the customer's upset about that. They're like, we are worried that our operators are going to damage that thing by slamming it back and forth between these two locked positions. And so we're like, okay, um, that's a valid concern. We appreciate, you know, we, we can look into that. And they ask, they, they say, hey, can you uh, redesign the entire assembly line? Not just my station, but can you redesign the entire assembly line to to accommodate this change and we're like of course not we can't (laughs) absolutely not of course not we can't redesign the entire assembly line do you know how much work that is to redesign the entire thing just because of one little thing so like all right well here's what we'll do we're gonna do x y and z to accommodate your concerns but also not redesign the entire line and this conversation happens over the course of two days and it's really confusing what they're asking for at first and so finally, we, we come to a conclusion. We say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do X, Y, and Z for you. And, you know, once that's accommodated, you know, then we're not going to have any issues. And I get an email back. Oh, no, what you had originally was fine. So we'll just leave it like that. So that's two days of my life I'll never get back. And I don't know why <laughs> they were pitching a hissy fit over something that apparently didn't even matter. But... <laughs> I'm just so confused. Like literally we went back and forth for two days trying to come up with what your problem was. And then we offered you a solution. And you're like, ah, not nah, forget about it. <laughs> My guess is that somebody who's like at the level three said, you know what? We shouldn't do that. Let's redesign this thing. 
And then somebody who's higher up than them at like level two or level one said, uh, you know what? Too much money. Just go back and we'll hope nobody breaks it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's my experience. I've I've seen that stuff where it's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Just uh, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. Like and you- they even said at the beginning of the two days, they were like, this is only something that may be an issue. Like once every year or so. (laughs) So it's like not even like, okay, if you have to do it once every year, then just have somebody keep an eye on. Like, it's not like it's going to happen every day. What you should have done is just put a little rubber bumper plate on there and be like, all right, I fixed it. It did have bumpers. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh my gosh. Whatever. Hunter, it's like we said a few episodes ago. All you can do is do your best when it comes to making something stupid proof because it'll never be 100% because the universe will always send someone more stupid. And that someone is me. (laughs) (laughs) Dang you. I wonder what happens here. Completely just drop kicks the rod, puts it in there. I broke two whole tractors working for the camp. Two whole Hmm. tractors. Just broke them. And that's why Duncan didn't get rehired. <laughs> Didn't you also run a uh, run a mower into the lake once? No, that was not me. Oh, okay. Uh, that happened every year, so like it wasn't a big yeah. deal for them. They just pulled it back out. But yeah, there was always these n- big, nice zero turns. One always ended up in the lake. Never failed. They never let me on a lawnmower. <laughs> they had one of the girls who worked in the craft shop doing doing the mowing. I remember that instead of Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that happened, but it did. Uh, that's a good one, Hunter. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spend two whole days wanting you to redesign everything. And psych, just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Chris wants to see if you were paying attention. It was just a creative exercise, Hunter. They were just wanting to see if you were uh, you were on point with everything. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've experienced some things where situations like that arise where you'll be doing something and somebody will tell you one thing and you get it done. And then they're like, why did you do this? <laughs> because you told me to, but yeah, that, that happens too often, I'm afraid. But like we say, the world is full of sheer and utter nonsense. Selfless drop there. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Well, Duncan, one thing that, we've hinted at here and that I've said for a long time is that I think you and Hunter are two of the best uh, impersonators and and best at doing voices that I know. For some reason, I never developed that skill where I could just do some voice off the top of my head. Uh, I, I guess I just have too much of a draw to my voice to be able to do it very well. But, uh, I know Hunter has has shown some of his great uh, great voices he can do. You you still got any that you you're able to do? Um, I I, I've still got the Hank Hill uh, impression. I'm I'm still pretty decent at that. Hank Hill was on Um, point. I just if I hear a voice that sounds funny, I try to replicate it. That's Hunter's favorites are presidents. 
his Trump is on point. <laughs> the presidents are by far the most popular. Uh, actually, it's funny. When I was in PT, they had me run through my – basically, they were like this, and then I did it. And then like they, they would just throw out a, a, a person or a, a – well, a president or a accent or whatever, and I, I would do it. And they were like, what's your best one? And I said uh, – the, prof- the professor from the previous episode that's the nightmare professor that I can do a really good impression of. I'm like, unfortunately, that one's my best because I've literally been able to fool people – in real life that I was him like in person. <laughs> so you basically committed fraud. Yeah. With I mean, his, I, I, with his identity theft was the joke, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello. So can, can we get your passcode, please? One, two, three, four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you, you passed the voice test. So, yeah. Duncan, you want to you want to throw some out there? I I feel like I've hopped it up too much for you to not at least do your your King of the Hill one. Well, I, I don't know if the uh, if this microphone will pick it up properly, but I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> God dang it, Bobby! <laughs> <laughs> dang it, Bobby! The uh, <laughs> Hunter and I got in. We found one episode of uh, King of the Hill. Which one was it? Who was locked in the tower? Dale. There, Hunter? <laughs> Dale, <laughs> Dale was up there with his uh, his bug equipment, and they thought he was a sniper. <laughs> but he just had his, uh, his like, um, the chemical wand. <laughs> That's all he had. <laughs> if someone's going to put me down, I want it to be Bobby Hill. Because <laughs> he'll put me down clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Dad. <laughs> Dale, God dang it. Uh, Bobby, put the gun down. <laughs> uh, that's what I've been waiting for for so many weeks. <laughs> we just have Hank Hill in stereo. <laughs> so if y'all can just do Hank Hill back and forth the rest of the episode, that'd be... Well, I was at work the other day. <laughs> he quit over Power Rangers. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a dadgum stupid decision. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is just sheer and utter nonsense. I'll say. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hunter, give us some more years. You, uh, you, you got the president. Well, you got. Have I done? You got your- have I done Obama on here or just Trump? I think you've just done Trump. Give us some, <clears throat> give us some rock. Give me a topic, and I'll run with um, it. Teletubbies. Mm. <clears throat> uh, my fellow Americans, as we gather to uh, look at the nation's treasures, something we will always acknowledge as one of our great American pastimes is the Teletubbies program. Now. I love the fact that the son is a a terrifying baby monster. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying baby monster. So I could have kept going with that, but I lost it. Oh man. (laughs) That's the hardest part is when you say ridiculous stuff in their voices. I just, I have a hard time keeping it together. (laughs) A terrifying baby monster. (laughs) I, th- I think Obama actually gave that speech once. <laughs> That's right. That's direct quotes. <laughs> it, it was more of a warning, like. 
there's a terrifying baby monster. <laughs> My fellow Americans. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, General, that, uh, <laughs> uh, General Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Which one you want? Yeah, just have fun with it, man. Well, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm great. Like, everyone can do a Rick, you know? All you got to do is be, you just got to stumble over your words, Morty. That's all you got to do. And you got to just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Rick. <laughs> See that voice crack is the hardest that, part, I think, to gotta, do morning. Oh man. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I, oh, I have none, wee. guys. I have zero voices that I can do well. I can do a bunch of them. They're just not very good. You got any other ones you there? Could, I could see you doing a really good Dale Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> I could mow my some... lawn in a hurricane. <laughs> Pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's got to put me down, I want it to be Bobby Hill. John I Redcorn. know he'll put me down clean. <laughs> I have never been able to do Bobby Hill. I don't know anyone that can do a Bobby Hill I impression. I knew somebody who could. They were pretty pretty close. You just got to smoke for 40 years, and that's <laughs> that's basically it. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was from the show right then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. Bobby Hill's hard. That show is just complete nonsense. It absolutely is. Like, I, I watched them, and I was telling Caroline about this the other day. I, I get, like, real bad secondhand embarrassment whenever <laughs> I see stuff. And, like, if I know something's about to happen on TV or whatever, I have to pause it to, like, prepare myself for something embarrassing about to happen. And King of the Hill makes me do that so many times, just <laughs> from all the stuff that happens in the episodes. <laughs> oh. I ain't got any shins. <laughs> oh, that show is just completely ridiculous. Fits right in with, with our podcast here. I love it, though. So creators, uh, I'm just kidding. Nobody listens to this podcast that made that show. Uh, you got any other ones, Hunter? Um, I mean, obviously I can do just about any accent under the sun, but... Except from Louisiana. Well, that was a one-off! <laughs> That was so bad. I know. It was awful. I, when I went back and listened to the episode, I was like, oh, no. What you need to do is just watch Swamp People for a while. The alligator. <laughs> Chorum, Elizabeth. Chorum, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's a good one. Those people yeah, there's mush There's mouth. no shh. It's all shh. <laughs> all they have is C-H. Chorum, Elizabeth. Chorum. That's a big old gator right there. Is that appropriation? I don't know if we can say that. It's funny, though. I mean, we're Americans. <laughs> you know, like I've said, though, we're equal opportunists when it comes to making fun of people. So, And obviously Teletubbies, so uh, I think it's okay. I call fair game. Man. My fellow Americans, I'm opening this address to tell you some really big, really sad news. Really sad. Frankly, the Teletubbies have opened fire. They've declared war with the United States. <laughs> General Tinky Winky has, has declared his dislike for our nation and our values. Ask anyone. Tinky Winky's a bad guy. Real bad guy. 
<laughs> I was hoping that there would be some some speak of war with the telepathy. <laughs> I was gonna let it come organically, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> oh man. Diplomatic relations with the vacuum cleaner have failed. <laughs> Oh, oh now, now do it in George Bush. <laughs> Which one, senior or junior? Junior. <laughs> w. W. I'm going to tell you something. These these dead gum Teletubbies, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're coming over our borders. <laughs> they, they, they just keep walking out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> they keep on coming. This has been an absolute tragedy. <laughs> that terrifying sun, baby. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I feel like Sun Babies has to, has to be the the fandom now. I feel like it's gone too far. Oh no, what have we done? We created a you created a monster, not me. <laughs> oh, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> now be careful with with that. You got to speak the lyrics. I don't I don't know what the rules are for singing. We don't want to get this unmonetized show demonetized. Man, those voices. I I tell I tell Caroline all I'm gonna say all the time. I tell her quite often about you all and your voices and stuff like that. And uh even after all the hop, worth it. <laughs> worth it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to step into Joe because I'm still working on him. You know, the more I listen to him, the better I get at him, but oh. <clears throat> Give it a crack. We'll we'll take it. We'll take a swing at it. My fellow Americans, I'm happy to say that the war with the Teletubbies has finally come to an end. Turns out all those jibber jabbering little fellas, they just <laughs> they just wanted to be part of America. They want to be part of the American dream. What when I took office, I said that I wanted to be everyone's president. That counts the purple Teletubby and the red Teletubby. And, you know, I went over to to their to their home and I smelled their hair. And it was really <laughs> it was really, really good for all of us to come together as people and whatever the heck they are. <laughs> I feel like if he were speaking that though, he'd say something like, I went over and I spoke to the Bella to Bubbies. He always has one really long word that's just gibberish every every single time he speaks. The belly tubbles, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's that. He, he always messes up a big word and you can't understand it at all. He's sniffing somebody's hair, putting his finger in somebody's mouth, and he always has an ice cream cone. <laughs> I love ice always. cream. It's the best. It's, it's the one food I can eat without my dentures. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no! I'll, I'll say this: your Joe's coming along very nicely. I, I'm not it's fully confident with it yet. I was expecting Joe Swanson when you said Joe. I, I don't know why. I was too. <laughs> Peter. Hey, Peter. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Peter. <laughs> What's that cop doing in a wheelchair? <laughs> He's paralyzed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you said Joe, that's who I thought was, <laughs> Joe was coming Swanson. out. <laughs> but Duncan and I are the same way. <laughs> There's a giant sun baby. <laughs> Oh, I literally have tears coming down my eyes right now. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> you know, Joe, usually I'm the one making up all this crazy stuff. <laughs> hey, <Dad. laughs> I'm just going to let you all keep going. I'm enjoying this one. Oh. My name is Stuart Gilligan Griffin. <laughs> What's that baby doing with a time machine? I built it, you oaf. <laughs> you listen here. You don't talk to me like that. I'm surprised you can understand. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to add. To that. <laughs> I love the crossover. The, there was a crossover. There have been several, actually. They did the Simpsons and Family Guy. There was there was an intro on one episode that had that was. Made to look like the King of the Hill intro on Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, I I remember that now. Man, uh, that we need a full length episode for that because I can just imagine Hank and his propane, and then Stewie just thinking he's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> the, the, the Bella Tubbies, dang Tally Tubbies. <laughs> Wonder if their vacuum's powered by propane. trying to think who else i could throw in there guys this has truly been a dream come true (laughs) that 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 was the bit that i was looking for i feel a strong sense of fulfillment right now you know what i'm quitting my job i have i have peaked in life now and i'm gonna ride off into the sunset the sun baby sunset (laughs) oh no That's really how, how you go. You just walk into the sun, baby, and you become part of it. <laughs> you just assimilate. <laughs> That's we, why it's eternal. Sun, baby, never never ends. We all are sun, baby, now. Now the Transformers <laughs> are coming into it. <laughs> well, guys, this has been exactly what I hoped it would be. <laughs> and more. And more. And less. And definitely less. <laughs> it has been everything that I could have and could not have imagined. I'm, I'm, it has been. <laughs> One week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, we now have given you the official fan name against my better judgment. Uh, the fans of the Sheer and Utter Nonsense podcast are now known as Sun Babies. So. My fellow Sun Babies. <laughs> <laughs> All these daggone Sun Babies. <laughs> I'm really, really considering seeing if we can set that up as like some kind of intro bit and putting that in every single episode. That might work. <laughs> I've been playing with the idea of seeing what kind of intro we could add, see if people like it, but I think that some kind of impersonation with some babies is just what's going to be in there and uh that's just going to be that because I don't think any any music would ever beat that. <laughs> Sun babies. I hope it gets changed one day, but uh, <laughs> I, I think we're too deep into this uh, into this pond now to to not be some babies. But the sheer and utter lore. I'm telling you, we're we're one day. This is just going to take off. I don't know why, 
but it's going to take off and people are going to come back and listen to these, you know, first 15 or 20 episodes when we get those out. And they're going to be like, what in the world were they talking about? <laughs> what is a sun baby? And then Teletubbies and all sorts of ridiculousness that we have going on. But Why does he talk about candy so much? That's going to be on the shirt. It's important. <laughs> well, fellas, do you all have anything else here? I think I've gotten everything off my chest. Well, we ch- this has basically been a therapy session, and we charge by the hour, so I'll uh, I'll send you an invoice. Uh, you you can send the, the invoice to my assistant. He usually takes care of everything. Okay, like yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get it sent out to him. Uh, what, what, whatever form of payment. <laughs> uh, Duncan, you good? I'm great. Hunter, you good? I'm so good. Oh, uh, don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, my friend, it's been good having you on here. It's been great being here. Well, uh, we'll we'll mark this down as our first episode. I we'll we'll come up with a good catchy name for it. I've been working on a few, but uh, you'll be the first one in the uh, nonsense of everywhere that that we're trying to we're trying to have on here because you know the the whole whole point I was wanting to have more people on here for was. I'm sure people get tired and think that, you know, me and Hunter, what we do, it's uh, we're just complaining about everything going on and the silly stuff that happens to us. But there is no way that nonsense didn't happen to everybody. So you have just proven our point. Thank you so much. (laughs) Anything I can do to promote the idea that nonsense is, in fact, everywhere at any given second under every rock and leaf in this great big beautiful universe of ours it's gonna be there quit his job over power rangers uh it's gonna be that's gonna be a hard one to beat there duncan you he went went power rangers like <laughs> he went went oh uh, <laughs> duncan my friend it's been good talking to you hope you, uh, it, it, hope you I, enjoyed I've it i've been waiting for this moment for all my life Man, you know, you can add this into your autobiography whenever uh, whenever you decide to write that. Um, well, and like, unless I become like a supervillain or something, I, you probably wouldn't want to be uh, associated. This is the moment with, that turned you around. This turned you to the life yeah. of crime, you know, this podcast. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, thank you all for listening on here. Uh, if you can, make sure you go and check out the twitter page that's where we post videos and things like that talk to us on there uh go check out the youtube page if you're still still on there give us some comments uh hunter you got you got a chance to pull up the pull up the anchor page there see if we got anywhere new that's listening to the yeah let's see while he's pulling that up uh remember you can always listen on any kind of streaming site we're on spotify overcast a bunch that I don't even know the names of Apple podcast. So wherever your, your listening preferences, you can find us on there and make sure you, if you like it enough, give us a like, if it's possible, share this with your, with your friends. We're uh, <laughs> trying to let this all, all grow and reach as many people as we can. Where are we at Hunter? No new States, but I can read the list again if you want. Yeah. Read through it. Oh, we've got Tennessee. We got Washington state, Massachusetts, Texas, Georgia, New Jersey, D.C., North Carolina, Alabama, Arizona, Michigan, and Ohio. Ah, man, we're all over the place. Sun babies everywhere. They're all over the place. Crawling out of every crack in the earth. 
The sun babies. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to regret that I'm down the so road. I'm so glad but. that it's stuck. Oh, I'm so glad. I was hoping it would just die in the first 15 or 20 minutes. The second but. that you resisted, it was cemented in to Canada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go follow us. Go share, like it if you can, and we'll, uh, we'll get the next one out to you, to you soon there. Duncan, been good talking to you. It's been great. Quite an experience. Hunter, been good talking to you. Been good talking to you. And Duncan, it was nice to meet you finally. I've heard so much good stuff, and now I can confirm it was good stuff. <laughs> it, it, was, it was pretty good stuff. It, it, uh, it's, it was darn good stuff. It's nonsense. I've been listening to you guys for a while, and it's it's great to great to be a part of it. He's, he's looked behind the curtain. He's seen it all. Yeah. Now we have to kill you. <laughs> I knew Another it. Another pasture. <laughs> To be put out to. <laughs> Thank you all this for, is listening. for the tractors. <laughs> for the tractors. Thank you all for listening, and we'll uh, we'll get with you all again next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye, sun babies. <laughs>